Welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. And I'm Wayne Heckler. And today we're talking about Martin Scorsese and Tim Burton, two of our favorite directors. So we wanted to talk about um, two directors that we all love, uh, Tim Burton and Martin Scorsese, and uh, some of the trends that they have, uh, how, you know, they sometimes use the same people for music or the same style of music, and also there's the same actors that they use and they always go with um, that have really made some of their films iconic. Um, yeah, for yeah. instance, like Scorsese, one of his first things is um, Who's That Knocking on My Doors? And his first film, yeah. like late, late yeah. 60s, right? 69. And that was an introduction to Harvey Keitel mm-hmm. and was a great actor. Yeah. And then, of course, then the next one comes in, um, you know, Mean Streets, yeah, Harvey, which is Harvey Keitel. He was in and Mean Streets and he was in Robert Taxi Driver. Robert uh, De yeah. And then both of them connect to Taxi Driver. Right. And then also, um, then his Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which is Harvey Keitel and Jody. Foster, who also was in Taxi Jody Driver, Foster was in Taxi and all three Driver, of them right? are in Taxi yeah. Driver, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, it, it boils down to the point that if you look at these directors and these actors and everything, who they all work together all the time, you bring in your friends, you bring in people that you are proven to you that you're okay. Well, I I can work with this person. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's almost like you don't have to ask anymore. You know what you're going to get from them. And then I think, especially if you're a writer, director, you start writing for these actors that you worked with. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know exactly what you're going to get. You build the, you build the role around them. I, when you're when you're first first out in your filmmaking and you're doing your stuff, and we we can attest to this, we use the same people all around us because you build your team. Yeah, correct. And, and you know it's it's the same way they they build their team. They just keep keep with their team and you know modify little pieces as they go throughout the years. Right. Now, one person he didn't use again was Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Not no. for any reason, but um, from New York, New York was Robert De Niro, uh-huh. Liza yeah, Minnelli. Yeah. But I guess he never found another place for her. But they didn't fit that one thing. Yeah. Um, well, I wrote I wrote yeah. down a list of De Niro. Uh, Things that Scorsese uh, had worked with De Niro on on certain films. So these are these are all the films that De Niro did with Scorsese. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, uh, The King of Comedy, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Casino, and The Audition, which is uh, the latest one that he the, the last one that he's done with him um, okay. in, in the two thousands. I, I don't even remember. I personally, I never saw the audition. Did I you? No, I didn't see that one either. I I've, I've never even heard of it. Right. You know, looking looking up this information and going, okay, well, De Niro is. It, oh, what did what did they yeah. do together? It's like, what was that? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Now don't forget Raging Bull. Also, Joe Pesci. Some yeah, and guy. then he, of course, he brings them back for Goodfellas, yep. bolted yeah. them again, and together. Casino. Yep, and Casino, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and then um, Cape Fear, another De Niro. Did Fear. you mention Cape Fear? Yeah, we mentioned. Yeah, Cape we mentioned Fear. Cape Fear. Um, now, some that you think is on Adiorne that you would think, oh, is that a Scorsese? Was After Hours? Do you know that show movie After Hours? No, when he was um, uh, a businessman yeah. and he leaves and. He go. It's about his whole night. I think he got locked out. Whatever it was, it's his whole night trying to get back home, right. and all these different things happen to him. Right. So it's kind of a comedy, but it's a serious thing. But I think most people wouldn't know that's a Scorsese or Scorsese. Scorsese. You know, people yeah. say right. his Scorsese name is or Scorsese. 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 I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, the color of money. Which was uh, Paul Newman and Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is yeah. also his. So those are the two I think yeah. that most people forget that he right. did. And The Last Temptation of Christ. 
which was very uh, yeah. controversial for its time. And I think the controversy is what really got people to come. Right, Those right. picket signs, don't see this, you know, because Jesus kisses the uh, Mary Magdalene in it, and but that was and right. that was William Defoe and also Barbara Hershey, who he also used in another earlier film yeah. back yeah. in the day. But what's interesting too is those movies, like the people in the background, the extras. Like the one guy, he's not even an extra. He was in a main yeah, one role. Liners, was, uh, two liners. Was uh, Frank Vincent, who played uh, it played Billy Bats in Goodfellas, and he played Frankie something or other. He was uh, Pesci's right hand man in Casino. So right. like, and if you look at some of the scenes, there's like people that are. You catch in Goodfellas that are in Casino. That were literally in the same scenes in different movies. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's another one that was in a couple. Just, uh, small parts in a couple of his films, too. Um, I remember Alec he, Baldwin. He, he had a pretty a decent role in yeah, uh, small, The Departed. He was, in The Departed, right, yeah. of course. Right. And then you also have... Um, Almost like the second half of his career went from De Niro Lee to Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio yeah. <laughs> which, you know, was... Um, I think it started with Gangs, Gangs of New York. New York. And then there was Aviator. Um, and then my favorite DiCaprio one, which is The Departed. Um, yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Shutter Island. Shutter Island was, I thought was underrated. It yeah, was, He was in that. And, and then, of course, uh, Wolf of Wall Wolf Street, of Wolf which Street. was insane, fantastic. Yeah, that, that was, was a great that one. Was, that was a good one. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Shutter Island, you borrowed that from him like uh, two years Shutter ago, Island? and you gave it back to me, and I've been sitting on it. So remind me to give you back, back okay. your Shutter yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wolf now we, now we have it on tape to uh, make sure that Wolf I remember Street, to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, the great part is, um, you know, when he's on that drug, and I just meant because of this, you know, I skipped a paranoid stage or whatever it was, and yeah. right to cerebral palsy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the greatest line ever. And he's just drooling on himself <laughs> on the floor. Well, I just, you know, I just you lost know what my else mind. I like about that after the fact? Well, he's crawling out of the uh, old Brookville Country Club, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is like five miles from here. But, um, what I also like. Because when he gets back to the house, and uh, the 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 guy played by Jonah Hill, yeah, Jonah, Jonah Hill, he's choking because he's also had these <laughs> yes. uh, these quaaludes, <laughs> and he's screwed up and he's choking, and DiCaprio's trying to help him, and he's all screwed up, and he reaches f- up to the counter for the coke, and as he's doing this and trying to get it in his system to wake him up, on the screen there is Popeye. The sailor man <laughs> with having the spinach, like subtleties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. things like that as well. I love the guy. You That's know what? Great. You know what? It really stands out in my mind about Scorsese. I almost said Scorsese. Um, you know, he always leaves little tidbits in his movies, like uh, The Departed, uh, in particular, because we were talking about that a second ago. Uh, he leaves that envelope. What was in the envelope? You know, he always leaves a question. In, in his movies, like, what was that? You know right, what I mean? Which right. which is just, you know, brilliant filmmaking. And, and some people would some people would look at that and argue and go, okay, well, he just forgot about the envelope or it got <laughs> cut out of the scene where right, it was right. supposed to be. But uh, he does that very intentionally with what right. he does. Or, or, he, or he messed up years ago and just said, oh, you know what? Let me just put this in every one of my movies now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the, the, the first one and say that he does it intentionally. Kind of like Pulp Fiction with the suitcase. You don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, you don't know what it is. It's shiny gold maybe because the color, but you yeah. really don't know what that is. Well, like, let me ask you, what was in that envelope in The Departed? Well, no, the de- um, it said citizens on it. Yeah. And he spelt it wrong. No, but that was... Um, he was checking all the guys that was supposed to be in it. He was checking them all to see who was who was the rat in his crew. 
That's what was in the envelope. Was so that, maybe, or was maybe it, it wasn't or was a it true cash? mystery at all. It looked like a payoff to me. It was a big, thick, thick envelope. We don't know. I, I don't think we know. I don't think that question was answered. But you know what? Maybe that's that's part of what he does. That's what a good filmmaker Dan does. Dan is looking confused. He thinks it's been answered. I, he <laughs> thinks it's been answered. I thought it was He's answered. Like, I don't know what it's <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to well, We're going to have to watch it again now yeah. because you brought up this question. And Hugo was another movie we didn't uh, film yeah. that we didn't discuss. Oh, that's yeah. a different one. That one he didn't use any act- actors that he oh, used uh, in the Sasha past. Sasha Baron Cohen and um, the, the little kid. I mean, it was... Right. Uh, he was an, a relative unknown, and and um, and the girl ended up being the girl from Kickass. That was the, that was the girl in that. Um, don't remember the actress's name offhand. Mm. Um, but you know, it, he that was that was probably one of a, a departure for him. Yes, and very well done. Also, I'm mean, just visually it was yeah. so well done. The camera, the cinematography was outstanding. Yeah. Well, it created a world that was that doesn't exist. Hmm. You know, a lot of his things are, are, are you know, gangster-based, I guess, um, for the most part. You know, Irish mob or, or Italian mob. Yeah. Right. Well, that gets me to, you know, my, the part that was my favorite, DiCaprio one. But my favorite of his is Goodfellas. I mean, that's just iconic. Yeah. And, um, you know, that he used this... He, Ray Liotta was in that, but was great, and that's not a guy that he uses that, you know, right. over and over. But you had Pesci, you had... De Niro, you had Frank Vincent that was in it, and um, just classic that and Casino, you know. Yeah. Brought those two guys back, and it's just my kind of movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's very happy. Uh, very happy. <laughs> and it's funny, like Mean Streets, like that set the tone for his career because it was yeah. like the mafia type things. Um, yeah. The first one, who's not, um, who's that knocking on my door, is interesting because. Actually, that won the sh- yeah that by one, the way. oh sixty seven not yeah. sixty nine that actually won the Chicago Film Festival oh yeah and then what happened is someone bought it and distributed and said that we're going to release it but they gave the condition they wanted to put a little more sex into it so then he had to redo it and he edited he added this whole flashback scene that the guy was thinking about hookers the um, Harvey Keitel right, right. so it was pretty good but that movie you don't know is very interesting um um it was based like that and Mean Streets it was more that Catholic um. It was a Catholic, like it was like almost um, what's it called, a conflict between Catholicism and the mob in Mean Streets because he he wanted to just uh, um absolution is that what it's called? No, um, to be forgiven. What is that called? I can't think of the word resolution. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think absolution, absolved. right? Yeah, to be absolved of the sins. Yeah. But he didn't show, know which way to go with the mafia. And then the first one, who's that knocking on my door? Actually, it's funny. It starts off that um. He met this girl, and when she wanted to sleep with him, he thought she was a virgin. He didn't do it. Then he found out that she admitted that she got raped by her, on, I guess it was like a date rape thing. Yeah. And then he was destroyed. He was angry. He didn't go with her. And then eventually he tries to, and it didn't work. But it's just very interesting how it sets up that tone. It was like a conflict. Right. Yeah. But since then, and then with Johnny Boy, you know, with um, Mean Streets, that really set the tone. Yeah. Then it was like, well, he's the ma- he's the right. king of making these mafia yeah. movies right. or mob movies. Well, look at how many he's done throughout the years. He was so different in that. He was just like a little punk. Yeah, very different. Yeah. The first scene, he like blows up a mailbox. He's running down the street. <laughs> and uh, But Taxi Driver is another one that I love. That was like yeah. the slow losing of your mind. And the slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another classic. But... Um, well, look at all look at all the classic lines that came out of that too. You talking to me? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you hear Actually, I was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Until you can say, I'm walking here, I'm walking here, but that's not that. That's, no, 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 that's, no, uh, that's, that's Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman in, but in, there is a taxi cab in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not taxi, but there's a taxi cab that comes up Which to him. Which brings me to Christopher Lloyd and exactly. uh, Danny. Okie doke. Slow down. What does the yellow light Mean. I got I gotta tell you, we should totally do a podcast just on that and just play that over and over Should've again. Should make yeah. <laughs> let's let's re- let's really analyze that scene. Uh, that was one of the greatest yeah, like yeah, television great. moments. Yeah, taxi. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, you know, another uh, common theme in these movies, not just the actors and stuff, is some of the music. You know, he Scorsese is always using classic rock. He loves the Stones. Um, my my three favorite. Goodfellas, Departed, Casino, all have "Give Me Shelter" in it. Yeah, you know, and uh, well, he's and he's uh, Shelter Island guy. actually does not, and it has Shelter Sh- in the Sh- title. Shut up! I'm ruined it already. Sh- all right, you can t- you can tweet your your complaints to <laughs> yeah, please uh, at Heckler Kane Inc. single them in to Wayne Heckler, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> It's funny because he was one of the first ones to actually use current music in a film. We take that for granted these days, but yeah. that really wasn't done back well, then. We, we say it's classic rock now, but when he started using these pieces, yeah, they that were was, current, was current rock, music. and yeah. people did not do that. <laughs> yeah. He was he was a pioneer right, right there, but I think a lot of but, us take it for granted right. that that's a norm right now. Yeah, right. Um, but some of the you know, Monkey Man was another Stone song that was in Goodfellas when he's coked out of his mind. And, um, you know, just the way he uses the, the music, just at the right minute, it sets up the whole tone. It's, it's painting a picture. Yeah, he paints it, a picture with the music. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you remember The Departed, there was a different version of Comfortably Numb oh, from Pink Floyd. That's right. It was, really? It was really, I, I loved it, actually. It was when he was finally, like, hooking up with the girl in her apartment when she was about to move in with uh, Matt Damon's character. <laughs> I almost said Matt Dillon. Um, <laughs> Which changes the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> Talking like, about yeah. something about Mary today. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, Chompers? And um, it's <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Comfortably Numb was in that. Of course, Dropkick Murphy got thrown in there because it was mm. Irish. But also, it was funny. There was a Nas song <clears throat> in Departed. Which was like really different for him to be using a rap song, but it, it worked with the scene. They were running around selling drugs, and he hopped in the car, and it just worked, you know. Yeah. So. Well, it's one of those things. It's like you know, it, it helps again paint the picture right. of appropriately what what the situation is, you know. Right. Um, it it also paints a picture of the day and the time of where things are. Some of these points where he uses these things. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, well, and, well, you, and you could tell one of his favorite bands, all the Rolling Stones, even did the documentary. Right? Yeah. Was it yeah, Shine yeah, Light? Yeah. Shine uh, Light? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he loves them. But um, well, one of my favorite scenes from Goodfellas is because of the song they're playing at the time is um, when Jimmy, De Niro's character, first gets introduced. And he walks in, and it's supposed to take place in the mid-50s, and it's a song from that time that he used uh, called Speedo by the Cadillacs. <laughs> and uh, it's like a it's a doo-wop song, but it's just it just makes the tone of the movie perfect. Yeah. It's just it's just perfect. Paints the whole picture. I love that scene. So, and then when he uh, Goodfellas, when they, they're kicking everyone, what was that? Layla during uh, that? When they kicking? The no, they had uh, oh, Layla was Layla was at the end when Layla's when he started end. taking out everybody that was related to the Lufthansa. That's heist. right. That's right. Um, what was the song going on when they were beating uh, I think them? It, it was Atlantis. It was a very 
Age of Aquarius. Don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But I think it was a very like laid back kind right. of song. It was contradicting to what's right. going on. And That's the, what made it so attack, powerful. They attack Frank right. Vincent's character, Billy Bats, and right. they. they beat this guy oh, yeah. mean, and this laid back song is going on <laughs> while they're doing it so it's but it works it's perfect right, you know right. so it was like like another one is true romance that does that with um a version of somewhere over the rainbow remember that was like slow motion everyone's getting yeah. shot mm. it's yeah. So, yeah. very like eerie the way they did it it's a good version yeah. he's always got to sing well <laughs> i held back on that one i don't have the range for somewhere over the rainbow right now that octave i don't like to start well with let's get a, get a little bit into where he's at now and what he's doing there there are some new things coming out he uh made an announcement that he's working as a producer and director on sinatra a movie called Sinatra. Oh, that um, I didn't know about. That. Yeah, I look so forward I'm, to seeing I'm that. A, I'm assuming it's about De Niro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no explanation needed. Scorsese puts out a movie called Sinatra. You go. You go. <laughs> you just go. There's no coming. There's no preview. It's full of, just go. It's full of Rolling Stones songs. <laughs> That's why we haven't heard about it. He doesn't Stone. need to announce it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You just go. Um, and, you know, he's... Uh, the. Uh, a movie called Free Fire. Uh, there's one called uh, Bleed for This. Uh, a movie called Tomorrow that's in post-production right now. Uh, another movie called Silence, uh, which is in post-production. And The Snowman, which is also in post-production. Uh, he's not the director on all these, though. He's producer on these. There's the only ones he's directing is Sinatra, okay. obviously. <laughs> I don't know why si- that's obvious. I thought Silence also. And Silence also. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. There's, there's another one that was supposed to, it's been talked about for a few years. It was originally going to be called The Irishman. Irishman. And I think, it, I want to say it might be called Scorsese. Paint Houses. <laughs> Scorsese. <laughs> Irishman. Um, and it's about an Irish hitman um, that worked for the, for the mob and supposedly is the guy that um, took out Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, and it's about that. And uh, I hope it gets made. They talked about it because not only is he going back to and using De Niro as that character, but Joe Pesci was supposed to be in it. And for the first time, Al Pacino was supposed to be in it and working with him also. So that's just like... And let's start rumors. Leonardo DiCaprio, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now he will. They might try to cast him. Now, it's funny because Joe Pesci a lot of times says he think he's like semi-retired. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people ask him projects, nah, I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but this but for the, Scorsese, he'll probably come out and retire. He'll do me, it. That's like the dream team. Those if are my the script three is favorite right, actors. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. All right, well, let's I know you couldn't get a, um, over to Home Alone's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Joe Pesci. <laughs> when my hair's no. long, I've been I've been told I look like Daniel Stern. Yeah, I can Home see Alone. that. Yeah. That's true. That's so. good. Well, they need they need to do a movie together. Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci again. Yeah. Just yeah. it doesn't even like has nothing to do with Home Alone. Just oh. just should be they should do another yeah. comedy together. Just the comedy. They, they worked well together. together. Uh, let's move on to Burton. What the hell? You dress like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. All right. So um, I think one of the first ones he directed was actually Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Is that true? Uh, it's pro. It's early I on. That, that's I think that, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is 1985. He had a whole bunch of short films before that. Uh, I'm just looking and he also had different. He acted on some. He was the animator for a couple. Also that's, an that, that was his first full length feature. Yeah, I believe in that, that was his, his first full length yeah, feature as a was director. Big Adventure. Right. Which, if you look at that, that's that's absolutely insane. He have anything to do with they? They did a new Pee Wee movie. 
Does he have anything to do with ah, that? I don't know. I, for some reason, I'm thinking maybe he does not. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, I mean that w- that was his first directorial debut on a full length feature. Um, he's he's done a ton of stuff. I mean, let's, uh, iconic things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the, yep. Beetlejuice and and Batman and you know Michael Keaton. Batman Returns. Well, there, oh, there's a theme of of a guy of who. A, yeah. repeats in movies and stuff you know he he's worked with Burton a couple times on there yeah um, he worked with him and I think that you know Michael Keaton was thought of as a comedic guy yeah and uh, Beetlejuice it worked right in and then Batman came and I think people were like a little annoyed that, oh, that it's gonna be kind of like another jokey movie like the 60s show yeah and, yeah and then that hit and and he it pulled it iconic. off he really it did really was let's say, let's say iconic he was the first one to turn around and go okay this can be the dark night, you know. This yeah. this doesn't have to be campy, goofy. Darker tone, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a darker tone. It's it's it is what it is, and and like man, he he knocked that out of the park. That yeah. set that set a whole new frame for the cinematic universe for the Batman series for any of the yeah. comic book, any of the comic. I believe that is true. Yes, yeah. it wasn't the goofy side even of if, it. Even if you look at the like the nineties animated series, some of the things were kind of dark. He wore. He wasn't in all black, but he was more of like a shadowy, sketchy kind of yeah character. Yeah, and, the animated and it, series and it really was the first one. Was yeah. Batman? It's it that set it up. <clears throat> also, Dark Shadows, right? He did that one. Dark Shadows. Well, <gasps> let's let's get into yeah. let's get into yeah. Johnny Depp movies that they've okay. done together. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's I, his guy. I figured yeah. out a list of this. That's that's his guy. Him and Johnny Depp have done a lot of movies together. Uh, not as much as De Niro did with Scorsese. But um, Johnny Depp did uh, Edward Scissorhands was the first uh, collaborative project that they did together, mm-hmm. uh, and then Ed Wood, Sleepy Hollow, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, The Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, and now he's doing the sequel of Alice in. Al- it's called Alice Through the Looking Glass right now. That's uh, I think it's completed, and uh, they they got to work together again. Right. So and not, not to mention Planet of the Apes. Most people don't know that Johnny Depp was actually one of those apes. <laughs> <laughs> you were so <laughs> serious. I really thought you were serious <laughs> for five seconds. <laughs> So please look that up. You know, he didn't want any credit for it. You know, it was one of those uncredited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Um, He also did Mars Attacks. I'm crying. Um, All right, trying to keep this straight. Um, There is a Beetlejuice two coming out. There is a Beetlejuice two, which is that's coming out 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Just ruined the podcast. Oh my god. Good. Anyway, Johnny Depp is another one of my favorite actors. I gotta pull myself together. Johnny Depp. Is it? <laughs> For anyone who's listening, I'm sorry. He, uh, he's another one of my favorite. Burton's another one of my favorite directors. Johnny Depp's another one of my favorite actors. Um, I, I loved. I really liked Sweeney Todd. Um, uh, yes, and uh, you know it was it was excellent. Think about it. This, this guy came from a, a background. He didn't really have anything to do with musicals, and he tackled this musical that, you know, in general is a dark, horribly dark musical. You're still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Okay. All right, sorry. Take a deep breath. All right. Anyway, um... <laughs> we are the imperfect podcast, by the way. <laughs> the, the far from perfect podcast. back to Beetlejuice. All right, uh-huh. I am totally looking forward to Beetlejuice too. I'm, I was very excited to, to hear that uh, that Winona Ryder signed on signed on again and Michael oh, Keaton signed on again yeah. uh, to do that with with him. Uh, but you know, it, Burton came to you. You know, even if you hadn't been together and worked together in a long time, if Burton comes yeah. to you and you go, he goes, you know, I want to I want to do this. I have this idea. You go, okay. And then you ask what the idea is. Right. Yeah. It's one I don't. You know, yeah. you don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't go, say what is. It? Well, let me see the script first. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, you know he's he's going to knock it out of the park. He's going to do something uh, original and new with it. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, you look at something like uh, you know Corpse Bride. Think about Corpse Bride. It was very um, it, it it's an animated movie, but it's not for kids. No. Did you mention Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh no, I didn't, we didn't no. mention that. That's, that's yeah. This is Halloween. No, I'm singing. That, um, that's one of my favorites. And that too. one he wrote and directed. He wrote and directed. Right. Yeah. Wow. That that was mm-hmm. some. That's one of thing. my favorites. Yeah. And again, you know what? It's it wasn't geared towards children. Children love it, though. Yeah. You know, they, they see these characters jumping around, and, you you know, I think it's owned by Disney now. Disney owns oh, yeah. everything. Um, there's all these uh, Jack products that I see out there. Like, uh, yep. I actually I actually have uh, sitting on my piano upstairs here that uh, that's, it's a set of Jack um, candlesticks. Mm. So, I have a mug. I give a mug. <laughs> Didn't I buy you the mug? <laughs> I think I did. Um, I don't know if it was initially meant for me. No, I, it was yours, but I think he stole my. And mind. what's really nice know. about Tim Burton is that um, he's a real artist, like not just an artist as a director. I mean, like physical artist, like a painter. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the, the an things, animator. A lot yeah. of the things that you've seen um, are, are originally sketched by him. That that whole you know the the big eyes and the, and and the things that they use in. Uh, let, let, let's take for example uh, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. When he did Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. he wrote these sketches out of the like the Queen and everything else. And yeah. what happened was. You know, uh, Helena Bonham, Bonham, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter, Carter. Um, went on to play the part of, of the Queen, um, which was his wife at the time. I believe they are no longer together, just throwing that piece out there. Um, but they uh, they took her head in like a – they didn't know how they were going to do this because obviously she has a normal size head. But they in post-production, they made her head really big. Mm-hmm. And that was based on his yeah. sketches that he had sketched. He start he started out his yeah. career actually in earlier things he was in the animation department correct 1978 he did a Lord of the Rings he was an in between artist he wasn't even credited he was like making sketches and stuff for for Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. um, you know um, 79 stalk of the celery monster was a short he was an animator he actually animated a movie you know a short film but um, a lot of these his background came from being an animator. And he, he acted in a few, too. He was in Singles. Yeah. That's Matt Dillon. We talked about Matt Dillon mm-hmm. earlier. He mm-hmm. was in that. He's in a few more. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is it is uh, an amazing career uh, to follow his, uh, what he's done. And, and coming from, you know, the artistic background, you know, just painting on a canvas and going, okay, well, we're going to paint on a canvas. But now we're, we're looking at this and going, okay, this is going to be, uh, you know, let's put this to film. Right. You know he's he's able to to figuratively and literally paint the picture mm-hmm. of what yeah. he wants you to see. Absolutely. Yeah, almost more than any other directors because yeah. he has that background. Uh, Frankenweenie is the other one. Oh yeah, like I, I forgot that. about that one. one. And that one he wrote and directed as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, again, his his two big things that are coming out uh, soon. Um, I believe 2017 might be both of them. Yes, I'm not, two, not two, sure. Yes. Uh, is Alice Through the Looking Glass and Beetlejuice Two and Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo. Dumbo. This yeah. I didn't find out. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's 2017, also. Yes. Wow, like a like a horror film Dumbo. I, don't or know. Like... <laughs> I really don't know. All I'm I curious. Know is, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> um, wait, one of my one of my favorite films from is is Ed Wood. Oh, that's awesome the film. other one with um, Johnny Depp, and that's just an incredible movie. I just love that so much because you know if people don't know, Edward was I guess sci-fi back then. I guess it was considered Bela Lugosi used all the time. Yeah, yeah. But the type he didn't care it, about so many things. He just had to get the film done. Mm-hmm. The continuity is off. It's almost like a joke when you watched Edward yeah. films. You know, not this. This film is about Edward, mm-hmm. but actually Edward films. Just to, just to clarify, yeah. this was based on a real character, Edward. Right, who's a true director. But the way he got his films done, and he made money. You know, he got them out there. Yeah. They were popular, but there's continuity issues. There's so it's actually funny to watch to catch all the mistakes. Right, right. But no one cared at that time. You know, he was knocking the them sta- out. The mistakes were so prevalent it became part of the story. Like, like right. it was like, okay, what is he going to mess up here? <laughs> and it was like part of his style. Yeah. And um, Johnny Depp does a wonderful yeah. job at that. That's yeah. just an incredible movie. So, and the actor who played Bella Lugosi, I forgot who that was. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Um... Sorry, um, Martin. Uh, wasn't it Lando? Um, oh yes, yeah, that's right, Martin Lando. Martin Lando. Yes, there you go. And another great actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Um, Who's from Mission Impossible in his early years? Was he on Mar- Mission Impossible? The actual yeah. series, Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, television yeah, 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 series. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, okay. Here's here's a little thing that that sticks in my brain all the time, and that's that's from him. He was a producer on this. I, I don't even know if he directed it. I, a Cabin I, Boy is that what you're gonna bring Oh up? no 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 no. He was a producer on Cabin Boy. Oh no, yeah. he, he he did direct this. It was um, uh, Mars Attacks. Right. That's it was right. so goofy and so out there of like the whole thing, and like you know, uh, a good friend of ours actually, you you remember, uh, wrote the song Ack Ack. Uh, a little shout out to the Boston over Beatniks who, who <laughs> and that was from that was from that movie, um, you know, Burton movie, ack, 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 because that was the sound that the uh, the aliens that was their speech, I suppose, and uh, really, you know, really cool little thing, and it was just. It, Again, it gets back to him painting pictures, and and like if you look at his things, they don't look. You don't. You're not. Scorsese is raw and gritty. We started out with that, and yeah. he's he's about the cities, about the mobs. He's about like you know like realism of like a, a horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, to me, Burton is like the is like the emo kid who got a camera, and <laughs> and like he, yeah. you know, and he and he he paints his picture, and it doesn't look like anything else out there. It's yeah. very original, and it's more fantasy, yes. like you said. Um, Scorsese would be more um, practical, more real, yeah. the realistic side, and he's definitely more on the fantasy side. Yeah, yeah. he's more yeah. fantasy, and Scorsese, you feel like you're standing on the street corner having a cigarette with the guy in the movie. Right, especially you know? living yeah. in New York, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know we definitely yeah. feel that, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely been a, a, a coin termed of, of Burton-esque. Hmm. And that's that, you know, that's that style of like what you're looking at. He's it's Burton esque, hmm. and uh, they they did a whole um, Big Fish was was one that oh, was Big very Fish. that was another uh, good one, fantasy like, and that's a know, story very... tell. Yeah, that was very good. That yeah. was interesting also. You know, it, it's it's um, he has created his own, almost his own genre, because you're going to see a horror film without the horror. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's true. With Corpse Bride, with Nightmare, 
Before Christmas, is it? Yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. <laughs> it was a Christmas time horror film that wasn't horrible. <laughs> right, and, and it was new at the time. People never yeah. did anything sure. like that. And just looking at the animation, it's like you knew it was yeah. unique. Well, very I, was, I was young, so Beetlejuice was a little creepy to me, but it was also funny. <laughs> right. You know? right. Oh, it's so it, was, it just, yeah. So was great. Was great. I, I still have that mental picture of the guy with the very tiny little head and the really big shoulders sitting in the chair. <laughs> um, that was, and the other guy holding the head right down the waiting line. Oh, yeah, so the guy was hold, sitting yeah. next to him holding the head. Like head hunting. And, and he like looked over a the little, shrink, t- the little tiny what, head. Yeah, was like, right, hey, right. Hey, come on. <laughs> I remember we had the action figure, and the one Beetlejuice action figure had that you could pull off the big head and the shrunken head was on there. It sounds like something oh, yeah. else I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, that, that was, anyway. But, you know, um, well, an, another thing was um, we talked about Scorsese's music. There's oh. one name that comes up with, oh, with Tim Burton's it's, it's music. It's synonymous. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. That's it. And my favorite theme of his still is Batman. Sure. And, uh, you know, what's funny is that it's pretty much the same theme for Batman Returns, but the, they made it a little different. That it almost like reeks of Tim Burton more in Batman Returns. It's like yeah, a little like, more they creepy. Tweaked it a little it's better. like more Nightmare Before Christmas. It, it really is Burton all over it. Yeah. Well, look, in the look, look one. at Nightmare Before Christmas. What a, what an amazing batch of music. Yeah, that was a musical. Yeah, I you know what that that, that ties us into the uh, Sweeney Todd. I said you know he'd never really done musicals, but he's he's obviously a very musical person. Right. Um. You know that's that the Nightmare Before Christmas was definitely a musical. Yeah. Um, an animated musical. Yeah. And the way you paint the music paints the picture as well. So you have an audio side as well as the visual. Yeah. So it's art on both sides. That's why it's very unique the way he yeah. does you, that. You literally could hear eight bars of an Elfman tune and, and see a picture that was drawn by him and go, oh my God, that, that's, that's it. It fits, yeah. right. I get it. Yep. You know, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a way to pitch a movie. Just, you know, <laughs> have Elfman write like eight bars of music and send a, send a little hand-drawn sketch by right. him and go, here's my idea for the, for the, for the movie. Yeah. Okay. Done. Greenlit. Another <laughs> greenlit green project. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we, I think we, we covered the two, these two gentlemen very thoroughly today. Yep. And I want to thank you all for listening and hanging around with us. Uh, we are the Imperfect Podcast, and if you want, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, we are at Heckler Kane Inc. Thank you.